0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Girls Talk Crime. My name's Amy, and I'm today joined by Georgia, hello, and Jenny. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> so to start off this episode, guys, I'm not going to ask you about your weeks because I don't care. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So I'm going to change it up a bit, and I'm going to ask you a question. 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 <laughs> From the Amy. No! Copyright, copyright. (laughs) I did, but I said, said, (laughs) put (laughs) Amy. But yeah, so I thought we'd do this just so it's a bit more lighthearted to start off our episodes um, and it's a bit better than talking about what we do on a weekly basis. Because to be fair, it's the same each week. Mm -hmm. Um, So, guys, your question for this week is Describe me one of your most embarrassing moments as a child. Who wants to go first?
1: Jenny. Yeah, one of my most, like, cringy moments, I can remember my grandma had, like, a... It was, like, her 80th birthday or something, and she had, like, this party in a bowls club. <laughs> and there was a buffet <laughs> in a bowls club. You know what bowls is? No, maybe it's not bowls. Like, a little mm-hmm. bowling alley, you know, in, like, a pub? And they got, like, the yeah. old-fashioned bowling alleys. Yeah, the, temp like, proper temp bowling. She had a party there. And there was this weird, like old barman and (laughs) he was I don't know he must have been a paedophile actually (laughs) because he like kept talking to me and my cousin (laughs) he must have been (laughs) linking with today's episode Um, and we were only like eight and then he was sort of messing around I think we were throwing like crisps at him you know these little like fish crisps oh yeah dashing them at him just like throwing these crisps at him and he was laughing and then you know when i you know what i do and i just take things too far (laughs) you know like seafood sauce you can buy like a jar of seafood sauce they had it there to dip prawns in i just sloshed at him (laughs) there's me imagining you like throwing one of the glass bowls (laughs) those hefty ones no i like (laughs) slosh the seafood sauce all at this like guy's shirt and I was immediately like oh my god what have I done but he didn't tell my mum he just sort of like wandered off and we didn't see him again and all night I was on edge like he's gonna tell my mum that I just dashed seafood sauce all that like, what the fuck is seafood sauce it's what we have our prawns with it's Amy. like a ketchup and mayonnaise like Mary Rose sauce Mary Rose oh, sauce okay. whatever you'd call okay. it okay. Okay. yeah Pearl but you can buy it in like a jar yeah so that was quite I would say that was more um, mortifying because I was like oh god like no filter oh. just do shit like that Oh yeah, smashed a glass of <laughs> face. That was fun. Because she had, um, you know when you drank a glass of coke and then there's a bit of ice but it's stuck in the bottom of the glass where it's melted? <laughs> to be fair, that glass must have been brittle because I didn't hit it that hard. So she was like shaking trying to get the ice into her mouth. For about
0: five minutes, I And I just
1: it. gave it, I just gave it a little tap and it shattered in her face. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was
0: embarrassing. <laughs> oh,
1: um, um. Also, there was the moment where I got a cotton reel stuck on my finger at mum's <laughs> house. That was quite embarrassing. <laughs> they were fucking massive as well. It was like a
0: sewing machine cotton reel. Why do we not take a picture of that? It was that?
1: massive.
0: What do we use? I oh, use like before phones, though, was not it? Butter, oil, water ice ice treacle i'm pretty sure the like thing is my finger there.
1: was my finger was like swelling up and the thing had a ridge in it so it was just slicing my finger <laughs>
0: yeah you were getting like panicky and panicky as like longer it was taking yeah. to do it.
1: <laughs> can you remember that we were all talking and i was like ah! <laughs> <My finger!" laughs>
0: it's like that episode it always reminds me of that episode of sabrina you know when she's like got the magic wrong in her finger and her finger like swells up <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. dick finger yeah. <laughs> and they got to like yeah. put the tap on the end of it
1: and drain it off oh, oh that's it it was, it was scary I did think I was going to lose my finger but my dad literally just took me home and sawed <laughs> it off with like an electric saw yeah and he got it off within seconds he, he cut it off and he was like don't put your fingers in things <laughs> So <Sorry, Dad. laughs> ever
0: <laughs>
1: never have done it since <laughs>
0: ever uh Amy what about you oh I go on to me okay so I thought of back in primary school I remember I had this like big oversized football shirt, yellow and green, I remember that. So I think it was Brazil, so I had like a Brazil football top, but I loved it. Um, So in primary school we didn't have to wear a uniform, as you can remember Jen because she went to the same primary school as me. And, um, but we did have PE that day. So I must have known that we had PE because I would have brought in my PE kit. But that day I decided to not wear pants to school. (laughs) did you ever do that <laughs> no <laughs>
1: uh, yeah yeah yeah
0: weird anyway um, so in primary school you have to get changed for PE in the classroom so it's like a mixture of like boys and girls I don't know girls. if they're allowed
1: to do this anymore
0: no I don't think do you think know
1: what I do. mean I do... all together like
0: boys and girls we must have been I can remember it so it must have been like year five so I don't know how old it would have been Um, this like oversized top went kind of like just below my bum so I was like trying to like get changed mm. and like so, but you know when you kind of like move around, like top like rides right up? So I was like, oh, I've done it. It's fine. Mm. No one saw my fanny and my bum, but they <laughs> did. And then it all went around the class that I did not my pants that day. How old were you? It was quite sad, really. Aww. I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> she like, no, uh, no. I was like eight. No. Yeah, i was a bit older than that, actually. Probably. have like, yeah, like eight or nine. Was like, oh, <laughs> so yeah. she wasn't wearing any pants. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck
1: off. <laughs> <laughs> on the t- On the topic of like no pants... You know my friend, obviously I knew her since I was like a young child, but she went to a different school and she, she'd have a party and she'd invite her school friends and me. So I didn't, I never really knew any of them. And she had a birthday sleepover and it was like four of us, but I knew like I didn't really know her school friends. And we all topped and tailed And her, we must have been about seven. We topped and tailed, she had a big double bed in our room. So we topped and tailed like two up one end to up the other end and I think I fell asleep first and then I found out that after I fell asleep they pulled my trousers like my pajama trousers bent down and just like laughed at my fanny for ages (laughs) it is a funny fanny (laughs) Georgia come on you've got to have something I do remember that I went on holiday
2: with my dad and my two cousins and they were older than me um and I remember I was walking upstairs in this villa that we were staying in and they were like Georgia are you a virgin and I was like immediately went on the defensive I was like no <laughs> and they were like Everyone did that. oh my god you're not a virgin I was like no <laughs> they're like um that's so bad and I was like wait I am I am a virgin they're like yeah but you said you're not and I was like no no I am a virgin That are like, oh we're telling your dad <laughs> so remember that one um I think I was about seven <laughs>
1: So it wasn't actually that many years until you weren't oh, a virgin God. then. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> so then um, I, got my, I do have a funny story from my friend that made me laugh. Um, oh, they're all coming like, out from now. From my childhood friend. <laughs> um, she was my best friend when I was little. And um, she said that she had... <laughs> you know when you're little and you just, when you get undressed, you just, you take your pants off and your trousers and your socks in like one swift movement. And so she did that with her jeans at the end of the day. And then the next day she put on her jeans again, and, um, she was walking, you know, you used to have, like, assembly, like, every day, near enough, didn't you? I swear, like, you had to... Well, it was a day that she had assembly, oh, anyway. Oh, yeah, And yeah. she, so everyone was already, like, sat down, because you'd be sitting on the floors, and she was walking in, and she said that her pants from the day before,
0: the th- day before, had just fallen out of her trouser leg. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she was just, she was like, oh. shit. <laughs> so she kind of, like, did a quick little kick and just left them. <laughs> so they just, just on the floor. Well, I knew she was wearing pants that day yeah, she had a spare pair of pants. Yeah, she was wearing pants. She had, a spare, pair. She just, <laughs> she had a spare she just pair. She'd have shared them with Amy. she have to me, yeah. make me laugh. It <laughs> to make me laugh, me
1: laugh quite a lot, that would do. Talking about, like, embarrassing friend moments, going back to my friend, we can call her Sh- Shmemmer. <laughs> I can remember having a sleepover at her house, and her, like, we were quite young, so her mum gave us, like, a bath. So she, her mum must have been looking after me. But I remember straight off the bath, shmemmer, and did a poo. <laughs> like, as you are, just like starting naked as kids. And her mum had just like made a like nice fresh bed. And so shmemmer ran in and sat on the bed with her like pooey ass. So she got like a <laughs> <on>. <laughs> And her mum was quite scary. So her mum was like, for fuck's sake, changed all the bedding. But obviously didn't think of wiping shmemmer's ass. And as soon as her mum changed the bedding, shmemmer, sat on it again. <laughs> <laughs> Got a poo on it. Two pooings, that Two bedding lot.
0: <sighs> a double pooing. Oh, i remember that forever. <laughs> anyway, that was a bit different, wasn't it? It was a little bit different. A yeah. little light-hearted to bring on the brutality. <laughs> so let's now go on to our story today. And it's a rough one. I'm not going to lie. The
2: apple's are rough.
0: In 2009, the Plymouth child abuse case was a child abuse and paedophile ring involving at least five adults from different parts of England. This case also highlights the issue of child molestation by women as all but one of the members of the ring were female. Now, when I think about a paedophile ring, I instantly just assume that will be male, but that is just not correct. Experts have estimated there could be up to 64,000 female offenders in Britain. One of these experts, Donald Finebater, which that name that's something just crap yeah i literally i typed it in and i was like why did i write donald find later because it like auto corrected it to be like separate like i gotta find his surname later <laughs> yeah so then i did i went on to google and i had to like try and like search, like donald research and development and it took me ages and i realized that his surname was fine later literally anyway donald is a director of research and development and said results indicated that up to 20 percent of a conservative estimate of three hundred twenty thousand suspected uk paedophiles were women
2: So we're going to start in Plymouth, Devon. Vanessa George had the perfect setup. She had a loving husband, Andrew, and two loving daughters, Pearl and Grace. Her daughters confided in their mother, Vanessa, and she would give them advice and support them through to their teens. She would spend a lot of time with her children, constantly baking cakes and brownies. Andrew, her husband, was very loving, and he had thought he was in the perfect marriage. This was all to change 20 years after Vanessa and Andrew tied the knot. Vanessa would distance herself from the family. She stopped spending time with her family and would shoo them away whenever they tried to talk to her. This was because she would spend every hour of every day on social media sites. Sites which included Bebo, which is... When I read that, fuck me, did that take me back? (laughs) And Facebook. The George home had a computer located in a small box room under the stairs. This room was very secret and Vanessa's family never saw what she was doing on the computer. Vanessa would explain to her family that she was talking to work friends via social media, checking emails and even reading up on current news. Vanessa's moods were spiralling. She didn't want to communicate with people face to face. She would rather communicate using her computer. This started to put a strain on the marriage. She was angry and unapproachable. Everyday tasks were not being completed, for example, the washing up, sounds like me, (laughs) or the tidying,
1: again. like me. So who was Vanessa talking to? It was a 39-year-old IT consultant, Colin Blanchard, from Rochdale. Now, why is it always Rochdale? Because that's where, you know, there was like the Rochdale thing with the three girls on BBC. You know, they did that BBC drama about all of the sort of um, grooming of girls. That was in Rochdale.
0: Everything's always Rochdale. That's true. I guess Manchester's quite a big, yeah, Manchester's quite a big city, isn't it? So like Manchester, London, all places like that you kind of hear about a lot of crimes it's
1: just full of bad people i'm sorry if you're from rochdale there's some bad uns (laughs) so it was it consultant colin blanchard from rochdale manchester colin had a past with indecent images involving children back in 2001 these images were considered as low-grade material sort of level, which put him at a lower a lower threat to the public, and he wasn't classified as dangerous or even potentially dangerous. So this essentially meant that he wasn't locked up for, for what he had been viewing. Colin was cautioned for these images and, of course, added to the sex offenders list, which, thanks to Sarah's Law, which was first actioned in June 2000, he would have been made public on the register. Now, when we say Sarah's Law, this was after the murder of Sarah Payne back in July 2000, who was murdered by an an anonymous convicted paedophile. Colin Blanchard was not on the sex offenders register for long because in 2007, he was removed from this list. Now, personally, I'm not going to say I'm particularly clued up on the law, but I don't think this should happen because...
2: Mm -mm.
1: Do those thoughts or feelings ever 100% leave you if you've already gone out of your way? Even if he was on there as like a low threat, I think he should be on there forever. Yay. From the day Colin was taken off the register in 2007, he began to view indecent images of children again. He would use social media platforms such as Facebook and Bebo to find women who may share the same interests and may have access to children. See, again, this is why that people shouldn't be removed should from, the, taken off. <laughs> from the register do you know what i mean so <clears throat> yeah. straight away he's taken off it and he's, he's looking again i suppose unless you've had like intensive psychiatric help which i guess he probably didn't
2: but it's like that film isn't it um if you've been convicted of having child porn or you know mm. indecent images on your computer you should never be taken off of it but then like if you've like <laughs> in that film horrible bosses he was put on the sex offenders list because he took a piss in a park at night. <laughs> that should be re-evaluated. But if you've literally had child indecent images, you should never be taken off there, in my opinion.
0: Which, unfortunately, brings us back to Vanessa George. Vanessa's Bebo name was VG. Do you guys remember yours? Nope. I think mine was Calcium Kid. No, I don't remember it at all. It was probably Bimbo.
1: Mice Yeah, it would have been Bimbo. Tizzy. Tizzy or Tizzer. Tizzy. Tizzy's not normal.
0: Hmm. And it was to be between 2007 and 2009 that Colin and Vanessa would create a virtual relationship together and share pornographic images for sexual gratification. For Colin, Vanessa was the ideal image source for him. Vanessa had worked at Little Ted's Day Nursery and was trusted and cared for many young children between the ages of zero up to five years old. Vanessa took over 100 photos of up to 64 children while at her place of work. She would take these images in a private room where the children would be having their nappies changed.
1: It's fucking
2: sick. So fucking sick, isn't it? Shockingly, these images that Vanessa had been taking to provide to Colin would include the use of sex toys on these poor children, including babies. We're not going to go into any of these details of these images, because quite frankly, we don't want to. And, you know, it's not an image that needs to be put into anyone's head, but... Just the word sex toys, you can understand where we're going. So not only were the fact these images were being taken, it was where the offences had taken place. Parents who decide to return to work after their children are born mostly use childcare providers, such as nurseries. And I know Amy and Jenny have had to.
1: Well, yeah, we've both got... Well, Amy's got two, I've got one. Um, My little boy was in nursery from, like, nine months old. And you you put a lot of trust into people. You were pretty much just handing over, like, the most precious thing... You will ever have, and saying, look after this for the day, hmm.
2: and most of you go on a search to find the perfect one, and it's it yeah. can, like just imagining that would be like a false front, you know, and then you find out that well, obviously when this all came to light, I, you'd be sick to your stomach,
0: absolutely. And I know with heart. like my nursery at the moment, people are pregnant at the moment, and they had to go and view the nursery because that's how like popular they are mm. mm-hmm. like their babies hasn't even been born yet they just found out they're having a baby and the first thing they did was rang a nursery mm-hmm. to like book a it's place. Crazy. It's crazy. Like, yeah.
2: Nurseries are trusted by parents and the last thing you would think of is your child being put in any sort of danger and astonishingly Vanessa was in the most sadistic way. Vanessa would show no signs of foul play to colleagues, visitors and even the parents. She was thought to be kind and friendly. And also, don't forget, for someone looking in, she was thought to have an idyllic home life with a loving husband and two young daughters.
1: It just shows, doesn't it, that it could literally be anyone. Mm. Anyone, you never know. Scary to think that unfolding of this crime would still be continuing if it wasn't for a colleague of Colin Blanchard. Even worse to think that many crimes of this type of abuse are still going on throughout the world in many different forms. On the 5th of June 2009, Colin was away on business to Dubai. Whilst in Dubai, a colleague of Colin had needed to use Colin's computer. It was at this point, while navigating through Colin's files, that his co-worker came across some indecent images. These images shocked him to the core. This was because these images were notably of young children. This work colleague went to Manchester Police. Police had to work fast to gain as much information before Colin's return from Dubai. One of the ways to gain information was to look at each image Colin had on his computer. Now that's a hard
0: job for anyone to do. There was a documentary on, um, I can't remember, it was some like paedophile case on BBC, I think it was. Not this one, a different one. And um, they were interviewing like a woman who had to kind of go through all these images to find evidence 24 hours
2: in police custody
0: i think yeah, yeah that rings a bell and like you could see how like upset she was getting but the whole point of kind of getting justice for these children was the only reason why she kind of could she, carry on someone's doing got it. to
1: do it and you know she was it must yeah. be
0: awful but i think it's more the fact when they have a child that they just can't track down <clears throat> yeah so that they just keep... Who is yeah. this
1: child, yeah. In one of these images, they could see a sign in the background. When investigating this image further, they could make out that it said, Little Ted's Nursery. This is when they realise... The nursery was the main setting for these images and now the fact and now the fact that these images showed changing mats and toys they had to find this nursery quick. Ugh, it does make me feel a bit sick. Well, it makes yeah. me feel very sick.
0: When Khan returned from Dubai, he was immediately arrested the next on the 6th of June 2009. Of course, his laptop and mobile phone were seized and more images were found. Just because Colin lived in Rochdale did not mean that the other offender, Vanessa, did too. They were having communication online and sending these images online. She could at this point be anyone in any nursery across England, maybe further. When going through Colin's laptop, looking through friends and images on his social media, they noticed an image on Vanessa's account. On an image on Vanessa's account, a friend was wearing a blue polo uniform top. And this said Ted's nursery. Bingo.
2: The police needed to get Vanessa in for questioning ASAP, but Vanessa lived a long way down the UK in Plymouth. That's about a four hour drive from Rochdale. The quickest way to get the images to the police investigators in Plymouth was to get traffic officers to meet halfway and simply hand it over. That bit is a little bit confusing.
0: You could imagine that, couldn't you? Like literally oh like God. just passing in like a brown <laughs> yeah, fire. Here you go,
1: mate. <laughs> they've just and got they've an got envelope, like just passing. They've over. got like glass, like yeah.
0: glasses on. <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't they just use email? I think it's I think it's because they're images and to so be they redistributed and like the hackers. Yeah, that makes I, I would have thought so. Yeah. So
2: obviously they've then handed it over. So now it was time. On the eighth of June two thousand nine, Vanessa was taken into custody. Police knocked at the door of Vanessa's family home around midnight to arrest her. Vanessa was said to be calm and collected. In an interview with Vanessa's husband, Andrew, Vanessa's words to him were, I befriended someone on the internet, taking pictures and sending them. All while police were raiding the home, seizing what they needed for evidence. All computers
1: and mobile phones.
0: And that was from her daughters and everything as well. They took they took her phones, his phones, they took the daughter's phone, like any bits of equipment they had in the house, they took all of it. Any device, yeah.
1: I guess, yeah. Can you introduce yourself, please? Now, Vanessa George,
0: you did a birth, Vanessa? I'm the third 70. So you're upset?
2: I'm fuming with myself really. I am um, because it's the epitome in It's like absolutely disgusting.
0: You're, you're being very brave this evening.
2: I wasn't doing it for like enjoyment or anything like that. So it was like, I was such like work in a an nursery and things like that. And it was just take some pictures or something like that and I like then and I said, well, what would you do for me if I'd done that for you? Like, joking. Yeah. I'd say, oh, I said, I to put a ring on my finger to make me do things like that. And it was like, mm, you know. I, I knew it was wrong when I was doing it.
0: What's wrong about it? It was vile. So how, how many pictures do you think you've taken? Probably lots. How many lots?
2: I wouldn't honestly say, but it was... 100,
0: 200? I don't know. wasn't It
1: wasn't 200. Are there any children you haven't
0: taken a picture of? Just a few of them. Yeah, I just do. Just used to take,
1: like, just all of them now. When in custody, before Vanessa's solicitor arrived, like you can hear in the clip, Vanessa was talkative. And she also spoke openly about the fact that she'd been communicating, taking pictures of children and sending them to Colin Blanchard. She would go on to tell police that she only sent these images to please him and the images were not for her own enjoyment. Vanessa told police where the pictures had been taken, confirming they were taken at her place of work. In the questioning, it wasn't long before she started answering no comment once she'd spoken to her solicitor. Which I think is just the pussy move. So, she was almost like quite open and like, yeah, I did it. And then the solicitor's gone, don't, don't admit to it,
0: shut your mouth. And she's like, oh. I don't think there's like one solicitor that doesn't say don't like that doesn't say say no comment if you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. That was like just don't say anything until I can suss out. What the fuck's going on? because yeah. kind of I guess they're, they're walking in having no idea, pretty much. Because I don't, I guess they wouldn't have had time to like read a case file because there isn't a case file yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know? What I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't know. So at this point of the story, both Colin Blanchard and Vanessa George were in custody. This is where the story is to unfold further. Again, in June two thousand and nine, evidence found from Vanessa's seized devices was to show images that had been sent from Vanessa's phone to a number that linked to a woman named Angela Allen. Angela Allen... Angela Allen? That's really hard to say together. Let me try that again. <laughs> Angela Allen, then 40, was living in Bulwell, Nottingham. Is that right? I was, like, dreading saying this one word at the yeah. heart rate. Bulwell? Bull, Bullwell, Bullwell, Nottingham. Never
2: yeah.
0: Angela was thought not to have an idealistic lifestyle. She was a struggling mother of one and living in a deprived household. To make ends meet, she turned to petty crimes and prostitution. Angela first... Angela firstly met Colin Blanchard via a dating page on Facebook they were firstly exchange messages via Facebook and then move on to also communicating by text and pitch message the messages to Colin from Angela would be explicit to say the least she would regularly offer up a child for rape and I don't know who this child was on everything I read it was literally she just offered a child for rape I don't know if it was her own I know her child was um what's the word uh taken into care but i don't know if that was before she got done for this or um after um so i I, I literally could not find that information
1: maybe there wasn't a child maybe it was just fantasy do you know what i mean well i think
0: there. i think there was was a child because it it
1: was like what he wanted to hear yeah
0: but the child did get taken into care like that the child did exist. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, no, I'm yeah. not not disputing that, but you know what I mean, maybe she was just saying it as like a mm-hmm. he likes it. So if I say I can get oh,
0: him, one, yeah. He probably won't want one. I'm with you. Do you see what I mean? But then yeah. that leads on to the next bit. So around the same time as Vanessa was sending Colin these images in April, um, two thousand nine, Angela would start to send pictures of herself sexually assaulting children. Um, that makes you think it's got to be her. And she she it? didn't work in a nursery. I think she was a social worker. I don't think it was for children though. Um, so I I would assume that it probably was her own child. Yeah, but got to
2: be.
0: let me just say now that's not legit information. That's just what I'm assuming. Angela was also gaining sexual gratification from these images and would share her fantasies with Colin. So evidence they kind of took from conversations between Angela and Colin when they looked further into the messages. They would fantasise a lot about what was being done to these children. The fourth member of the
2: ring was Tracy Lyons, 39, from Portsmouth, Hampshire. Tracy, the mother of nine children, nine children, fuck me, and formal nursery volunteer. Tracy Lyons had sexually assaulted a child under the age of 13 and had distributed explicit photos to other members in this ring.
1: The fifth member, Tracy Dauber, 43, from Southport, Merseyside. Tracy D sexually abused a baby while Colin Blanchard took photographs. Tracy D was the only one to actually meet Colin and have a sexual affair with him.
0: So when, research like, researching this case, it really doesn't go into much detail of um, Angela and the two Tracys it's all pretty much kind of based around um, Vanessa it was thought that um, Angela Allen kind of sent the most graphic um, images to Colin um, although I think because where Vanessa had been taking these pictures and how many children she'd been taking pictures of that's kind of in the public eye. He's kind of trumped all the other. Yeah, like
2: she was seen as a person of, of trust, wasn't she?
0: Yeah. So I think that's probably yeah, why she kind of think in this case yeah when you think of this case she's kind of the main person you think of but well, yeah. i didn't have no idea what the other ones are called but i knew who she was instantly
2: they're all fucked in the head but I, yeah like i said i think it's just the fact it took place in a nursery that shocked people to yeah. the core you know and the fact they're mm-hmm. women
0: like yeah yeah equality and all this stuff but it's just the fact that they're women it's, it's just, like it's to us we, we, our immediate response is it's a man
1: i know you think yeah. You think it's like the maternal instinct for women is it's more ingrained in us than maybe yeah. men, so that's yeah. why men are maybe more easily portrayed to be like paedophiles, but there's,
0: yeah. women are fucking yeah. sick as well. Mind you, Not the right? nursery, my son attends, has quite a good mixture of male and female um, nursery teachers.
1: I think it's good for children to grow up seeing men in a caring role as well as women. Teaches them to be good dads, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, don't just assume um, that a man is a paedophile because he's playing with your kid some men are just yeah, nice some,
1: most men are just nice and that's from a song is it <laughs> and i like that line yeah it's like don't assume you're
2: this man's a paedophile because he's playing with your kids some people are just nice
0: and he's like proper like london but i like that song <laughs>
2: um so yeah it is very true so how did this paedophile ring run there were up to at least five members in this ring, with images taking up to 64 children. Vanessa George, Angela Allen, Tracy Lyons, and Tracy Dorber would take the images and assault young children and then supply the images to Colin Blanchard. On the 1st of October 2009, Colin appeared at Bristol Crown Court on the same day as Vanessa and Angela to plead guilty for the offences, making this the actual first time they ever met face to face. On the 15th of December 2009, Vanessa George was sentenced on the charges of sexual assault and making, possessing and distributing indecent images of children. Her sentence was indeterminate, but she would serve a sentence of a minimum of seven years. On the 15th of December 2009 also, Angela Allen was also giving an indeterminate sentence, but with a minimum of five years. This sentence was for sexual assault and making and dis- distributing indecent images of children. A couple of years later, on the 10th of January 2011, we're not sure why, but Colin Blanchard was given his in- indeterminate sentence, but would serve at least nine years. But on the 5th of March 2010, Tracy Lyons received seven years for six charges of assaulting a two-year-old boy. After a retrial as she denied allegation, Tracy Dorber finally received a sentence of four years
1: in October 2010.
0: Yeah, so she's the only one that kind of denied it. Oh, but surely it.
1: there's evidence.
0: If you've taken a picture. It was it was a split decision. That's why it went to retrial.
2: Isn't that called a hung jury or something? Hung
0: court. If they can't... Is that, not, not, I think
1: that's just yeah, an American. Let's so not pretend we know the law <laughs> of the land. We really don't. <laughs> yeah. We are now in 2019. So who's out? Who's been thought to be safe enough to let back into society? So... Tracy Lyons served 2 years a measly 2 years. Van- Vanessa George was released this year back in September but is on a strict no phone no internet so she's on a pure ban from any I guess communic how can that be monitored? Because I guess she could be put in a house with no internet connection and not being provided with a phone. But they can't follow her around all day who's to say that she can't go to somewhere that's got internet and get a device from a friend or a colleague they can't monitor that yeah
0: so I think cause she wouldn't have gone back with her previous because they um, I'm pretty sure they divorce or they're not together so I would have thought she would have been given a new name and yeah. location so I guess that's probably how they monitor it of where she's living mm-hmm. yeah if you know what I mean, yeah. Or do like checks on her a bit, a bit like kind of being. But if she is given, a, being on probation.
2: Um, a false. What what do they call it? Witness protection. Or well, no, it's not witness protection. Well, if she's like new a witness, identity, isn't it? Yeah. So if she's given a new identity, why? Why should be make she be should? Why should she be made? We to talked be safe? about
1: this in another you know, case, like, didn't we? And it costs like hundreds of thousands yeah. of pounds to give someone a new
0: identity.
2: Yeah. So f*** her. Well, it was. Let um, everyone know who she was, is. Th-
0: and yeah, put her it was in a Tracy fucking um, Neighbours found out who she was, so she's been um, relocated a second time because her neighbours found Kicked out who off. she was and not, But if she's on the sex offenders list, like, oh, people should
2: know who they are. Like it should mm. be public. Yeah. And I, I, I fully support that. Like they should. You should know who you're living so next I, to.
1: I work for an insurance company, and even though the what I deal with, you wouldn't say that there was any reason to know about anything like this you have to tell us if you've got any convictions and I dealt with a man whose family member who lives in the house it wasn't told to me exactly what it was but it was a sexual offence and because of that we declined to insure him and he was like why and the main reason was because he not only did we not really want to insure people like this I mean I didn't know if it was if he was a paedophile if it was miscommunication of like I no idea what the actual offence was could have been something quite minor not a clue um, but it makes you a target so to an insurance company that puts the property at a risk you know they like firebomb the house and we're gonna go actually yeah we'd rather not insure you because your house might got firebombed do you know what
2: I mean yeah well that makes sense
0: it's so also with um job interviews the very last question is normally have you got any criminal mm. um, criminal convictions that you've served yeah. in the last two years or whatever because you're not, you're not desirable to an employer if you've mm. done a crime.
1: So we tried to search about the other offenders but we couldn't really find anything, so we can only assume that the other three, so that's Colin, Angela and Tracy D, are still serving their sentences. Um, maybe Tracy D would have been released earlier because she had a shorter sentence but we're, we're not too sure on that, couldn't find a lot of information. This draws us to the end of this horrific story. Now, sadly for the parents of these children, some are still unaware if their child was assaulted or not. These were children between the ages of two and five years old that do not understand that this was not a right thing to happen to them. Many parents have pleaded with Vanessa to tell them, but she won't give out this information. She sort of held it back. But then again, there could have been so many. She, she probably doesn't. Remember.
2: She might have just been like opportunistic. This one's having an changed. change it's not in my case group i don't know who this kid is but you know it's nappy an he's changing it's a prime opportunity to, it might be that she genuinely doesn't remember i'm not no no but her, yeah but it's, she, it could be there were so many that she just lost, sort of lost track pedophile. completely she lost track yeah exactly
1: also some of the parents have seen some of the images to try and determine if it was their child or not in the photographs. Now honestly as a parent the thought of having to do that to try and you know because i guess the children's faces aren't in them that's you know be quite frank about that it's going to be located
0: yeah so faces have been blurred and any kind of indecent part of the images have been blurred as well so you'd probably be very difficult it may be like top yeah, that you might recognize the... determine. Who surely the police determined. to
1: identify them they I would have shown you them the face no, wouldn't you? so maybe she didn't take a picture of the face oh, she yeah. just but i think i would know if i saw a picture yeah. of a child's body i'd know if it was my
0: child's yeah. body so if it was it was just a crotch taken they wouldn't be able to show you that image but if it was an image like a full body image and you could just see a top then they might just show you yeah that and just say do you recognize this clothing but they couldn't they couldn't show you a, hmm. they couldn't show you an image that was deemed as explicit yep. um so if you found any um any of the this episode distressing. We do apologise. I think it is good to kind of cover the different range of cases. i like we've done a kind of a lot of, you know, American murder cases, which, to be honest, are the easiest ones to research. Um, but it's nice to kind of mix it up a bit. I know um, next week Jenny's doing the case, and you've got yeah. a different one as well, haven't you, Jen? Which will kind of, it's it's not kind of just based on people yeah. dying. Yeah, yeah, we've done like basically. a lot of girls
1: talk death. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna try and lighten the tone yeah. a little bit well come on it's Christmas and all that so we're, we're just trying to yeah. stick to more
0: yeah. pedophiles light, you know, in the tone. light in the tone but like hit us up on our um Facebook discussion page as well um of any kind of comments on our episodes or anything you want us to discuss because if you've got anything new then you know we'd like to kind of discuss it on the podcast again any questions you want us to answer like that we can chat about that as well um we really want to get our Facebook page active because at the moment it's not um so if you want to kind of comment on there, some, someone's got to start. So just kind of do that. And um, obviously don't forget to follow us, of course. Like our social media pages, such as Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And also please, please share with your friends and just get us out there. Um, a good way of sharing us on your Instagram is to simply just print screen while you're listening to our podcast and share it onto your story. But make sure you mention at girls talk crime
1: and anyone who does this we will share it we will share it we will recognize you because we'll get one of those the first person to do that and share the fact that they're listening to us well we have had a few when we when we first
0: started oh how excited was it you're like someone's listening hello hello out there you can hear us (laughs) we hope you've enjoyed that episode we've got to go because george's headphones are running out um and we will catch you next week for a new episode of girls talk crime over and out. Bye.